Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay. I am your host, Matthew Cause. Show brought to you in part by 241pizza.com. Right now, get two pizzas, four toppings combined, starting from $16.99. Visit 241pizza.com. Uh, something that might only interest me, and I'm such a dummy. I'm looking at the U.S. Open because it's it's kicked off, and you see, oh, look, there's Ricky Fowler, and he is three under so far through nine, and that makes you excited because he was like a 50-1 to one to win the U.S. Open. But I'm looking at some of the later-day pairings, and Canada's own Nick Taylor is with Taylor Montgomery and Taylor Moore. That's three Taylors in one pairing, that has nothing to do with my uh, the, the upcoming interview now. Uh, Neil Parker joining the show, sports betting analyst with Sportsbook Review. Uh, Neil, were you aware that there was three Taylors in one pairing? No, not at all. I just checked myself right now, and you're absolutely right, Matt. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot for having me on. I yes. appreciate it. And uh, what a historic, historic uh, Sunday for our boy Nick Taylor. Yeah. Uh, that was fantastic. Theater, drama, everything. Brought me right into my seat and ruined my Tommy Fleetwood bet in one smackaroo, right? You know what's funny? And, and, and we'll get into, you know, our thoughts, who we like, who we don't like. Because there's tons of uh, golfers who have yet to kick off, including like the Roy McElroys of the world. But it, at, at, at how much does that um, soothe you when it's like, I lost my bet, but I lost my bet to a fantastic story? Well, that's just it, right? I mean, I, I couldn't even feel bad. I couldn't be angry. I just, I took it all in. Um, it's fantastic stuff, right? Like, let's just leave it at that, move on. Yeah. I don't, I think he's going to have a tough time this week. Uh, pretty hard to have the quick turnaround following the victory. And funny, we saw another Canadian, Corey Connors, do the same thing at the Valeris, Texas, then go into the Masters where he had played fantastic multiple years in a row, and then he missed the cut, right? Yeah. So that quick turnaround is tough, but... Uh, yeah, let's talk some U.S. Open, man. I'm fired up. Absolutely. By the way, shout out to Adam Hadwin, two under, survived that vicious tackle from the security guard. Um, before we get to any specific golf plays and some of your favorite bets, the fact that this course is quite unknown and we're, we, we get reports on it, do, does it impact in any way your betting philosophy when it's at a course that hasn't hosted a PGA event since like 1940? You know, I don't go into the course specific that uh in that much detail and especially with this one i take a step back and i look at it that we know one it's going to be a demanding track it's going to be set up with tough conditions you need a player that can play from tee to green right as soon as there's a weakness be it around the green be it on the green be it from the tee um that's that's an immediate strike against um, their outlook, in my opinion. So I didn't really get too worried about not knowing the course. Um, what I did, some of the details I did here were that, you know, you're going to have to be able to move the ball in both directions. You're going to have to be able to play a draw. You're going to have to be able to play a fade. You're going to have a lot of blind tee shots. So I didn't uh, overemphasize some of these guys that had a course fit, or sorry, well, I guess a course history, a.k.a. Uh, Patrick Cantley, yeah. uh, Max Homa, for example, right? So really, I didn't, uh, I didn't worry about the course as much as I just looked for players that I know can play tee to green, strike the ball well, strong uh, appro approach metrics in particular. All right, let's get into some specific players. Uh, Rory McIlroy, he tees off at 454. People betting on Rory, are they, are they doing it because of who he is today versus how much of it because they're wishing for something from the past? 
Well, it's funny. I was, listen, every once in a while, a couple times a week, I'd stand behind the bar at a golf course and I'd pour off pints and serve them to, to golfers. And all I could hear last night was Rory McIlroy. He's due. He's due. Well, that's great. We all know Rory McIlroy can win a tournament anytime he steps into any field at any course. Problem is, he's not even close to 100%. He's contending without his top game, but he's not making it happen. He's not going to win this tournament unless he's firing at all cylinders. I don't think he comes in doing that. Now, one benefit for Rory this week is that he does have a comfortable pairing with Brooks Kepka. They play a lot of, uh, we'll call them practice rounds together. They should be fine. Um, I'm expecting Rory to have a good tournament. Don't think he's going to win. Reading, and you can read his work at, at uh, Sports Book Review, joined by Neil Parker. Basically, I uh, just read a whole bunch of your work, and then I'm going to rip it off for my questions. Um, about Jordan Spieth, you wrote, I'm encouraged about the direction his game is trending. Uh, thoughts on Jordan Spieth? Uh, I like Spieth. Uh, I bet him to finish top 20. Now, I'm one of the least... I, I can't stand Jordan Spieth a lot of the time. I'll come right out and say it. <laughs> uh, you know, he's one of my least favorite golfers on the whole in the world in history. Why? But listen, he well, there's two stories, two stories. Uh, the first one was the chip in from the bunker that robbed me with Daniel Berger. So that one, I was just talking about Nick Taylor not getting upset about Tommy Fleetwood. Well, I was quite upset when uh, Jordan Spieth chipped in from the from the bunker and ruined my Daniel Berger ticket. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And then the other one was when he slow played Matt Kuchar. At the Open Championship, and he, I think, I believe he flared a flared a slice off into the other fairway. Took half an hour to hit his hit his second shot, and uh, Kuchar ended up losing. I think, and that was when um, when Spieth won his uh, won his Open Championship. So anyway, I'm just I'm, I'm half joking around, but the bottom line is, Spieth really turned his game around, um, and he just he can calculate his way around a golf course. Um, and if his short game, he starts to find that magic again, then he's going to be right there. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't expect him to win, but like I said, I've got a top 20 on Jordan Spieth, and I'm quite confident in that. A guy that a lot of people could expect to win because he's the, at least statistically, the number one golfer in the world. But how bad is Scotty Scheffler's putting game right now? I think he should go left-handed. Ha! I think he should flip the putter around and try it from the left side. Because there's a force field around the cup when he's coming from the right side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's quite something. And um, I believe he's, he's faring well. Uh, last I checked, he was one under. Um, and I saw him just kind of lip out a couple pots, just kind of flare the side, right? So, even, by the way, oh, interrupt you, you for a second. Even through nine right now. That's uh, what I got on the leaderboard. But Okay, I, I yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you know what, though? He birdied 10 and 12. So, oh, he's uh, now, the, he's now, he's now yeah. two under. He's two under yeah. through 12. I, apologies yeah. to everyone. Two under yeah. through 12. No. Yeah, birdie yeah. 9, 10, and 12. Yeah. And our boy Ricky's just birdie four in a row to go to six under. So, Damn. I mean, everything's great. Yeah, everything's great. I mean, listen, we're calling it live. We should be on the broadcast. We, then we have to whisper. That's that's that, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem with where I can. Joining, joining us now here on Gameplay, it is Neil Parker. You can. Read his work in Sportsbook Review, and uh, right now, Ricky Fowler is doing fantastic. Moving back to questions for uh, my guest here, John Rahm, is uh, is that your play for who you think is going to win the U.S. Open? Uh, I pegged number one on my power rankings. 
Uh, he's my coworker, Esther McLaren's top pick. Loved him at uh, plus eleven hundred. Rom is going to be there, so you're betting on John Rom and gaining equity on this field for come Sunday. You're going to have a horse in the race. Um, I personally didn't bet John Rom. I just when it came to uh, my assignment to write the power rankings, I did have Rom number one, and that's just because overall. Based on the odds, based on who he is, based on his track record, four wins this year, um, he's begun to just consistently be a major championship force. And so if uh, if you're picking a, a pool, if you're doing a DFS lineup, um, I think he was the safest bet to win this tournament. Last question for you, Neil. I love the line you wrote about Brooks Kepka. Kepka is a major's ATM. Um, I don't know what it is. Well, I- I just think he's a bit of a jerk. I'm not going to lie to you. Brooks Kepka is one of the golfers. It's hard for me to root for Brooks Kepka. Is is that wrong, or will you support this because of your emotional feelings towards Jordan Spieth? Will you allow me to have that about Brooks Kepka? Listen, I think that we should be fans, and we should feel how we want to. We should be. That's that's what makes sports great, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. To have a personal attachment to. To, to love, to, to really enjoy success, to to be disappointed and upset when someone has success because it didn't go your way, you know? I mean, that's what fandom, that's what, I mean, fan is short for fanatic, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, I love I love Brooks. Listen, I love him. He, uh, I got lucky with the T2 at the major, or sorry, at the Masters, cast big on the PGA Championship, and then cash big the next week fading them against cam smith in the live event you know what i mean so it's uh i love brooks i think he's going to play well he's going to take his he's going to bring his game to this golf course and not try to take over the course he's going to take what this course gives him he's going to score well his track record's unparalleled i mean no one can even come close from the 2015 open through the 2021 open four wins 11 top 10 finishes across 22 majors. He missed one cut. So Brooks Koepka is going to be there. Uh, love him, love him or leave him. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's the man. Hey, listen, the reason I would love him if I bet on him, and then, you know, I, I, I'm allowed to emotionally flip-flop. That's what it means to be a sports fan. Uh, Neil, pe- people want to find your work. Where do they go to, uh, to find your writings? Uh, sportsbookreview.com, uh, comprehensive sportsbook reviews and picks, free picks, obviously. And then also you can catch me on the Twitter machine at Neil Parker Betts and love talking all sports. And I really appreciate the time today, Matt. A lot of fun. Absolutely. We'll we'll get you on again. I'm also uh, just looking at your Twitter account. I'm also a Florida Gators fan. Uh, Yeah, that goes back uh, to the Steve Spurrier days. And I will argue that Tebow is maybe the greatest college football player of all time. But we'll save that for a slow day in late July. Sounds good, my friend. That's awesome. And I'm looking forward to that new documentary as well. Oh, God. oh, my Lord, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, those Gator teams. Wow, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, people, just Google, uh, just go- yeah, Google uh, Tebow and Gators and some of the... I mean, Tebow was so powerful. He protected all the bad things going on from the media that was going on with the Florida Gators. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And crazy. Hey, Neil, thanks so much for joining the show today. My pleasure, man. Look forward to it. Talk soon. Absolutely. Neil Parker from Sports Book Review. 